Hello, everyone. I'm Al Grego, and this is the Yes We Are Open podcast. I'm back in Moncton, New Brunswick. A few weeks ago, I shared with you the story of Spinnet Records and Video, one of the city's long-standing businesses. This week, we'll learn about one of the newer additions to Moncton's downtown core. But first, a little tourism. According to a quick Google search, here are a few of the top places to visit in Moncton. The Bay of Fundy Tidal Bore, where twice a day you can witness some of the world's highest tides as water rushes in through the Bay of Fundy. Hopewell Rocks, also known as the Flowerpot Rocks, which were carved by the Fundy Tides from high adjoining cliffs. Some of these are as tall as 21 meters above the ocean floor. Fort Beausager is a national historical site. If you recall back to the Spinet episode, it was a fort captured by Lieutenant Colonel Robert Moncton from the French in 1755. Then, of course, is Magnetic Hill, just north of the city, one of Canada's most visited natural wonders. It's not really magnetic. It just creates the optical illusion that the road you're on is going up, when in fact it's going down. So if you put your car in neutral, it feels like you're rolling uphill. There are many other attractions in and around the city of Moncton, but those were the ones that stood out to me. Then there's Moncton's downtown core. If you didn't know any better, you'd swear that it was a downtown of a much larger city. Plenty of shops, restaurants, and hotels along Main Street, which is where I am, literally a four-minute walk west from Spinet Records, along Main Street, stopping just short of City Hall. Then up Orange Lane, past the Pump House Brew Pub and Saigon Thai, to the subject of this week's episode, Timber Lounge. That's Louis. Louis is a member here at Timber Lounge, which is, by the way, Atlantic Canada's premier axe throwing facility. Louis is giving me my first lesson in throwing a double bit axe. Louis's colleague Matt is recording this session for either my embarrassment or for posterity. We'll find out in a second which it is. Louis hands me the largest axe available, apparently judging me by my size. It's pretty heavy, not gonna lie, I'm a bit nervous. I'm watching and listening intently, hoping not to embarrass myself. Louis throws a perfect bullseye, then it's my turn. Perfect! Sneak a natural, a natural. You see my first shot, beginner's luck. That's all it takes, really? Following my triumphant debut, I take a second shot and miss horribly. So much for going pro. I decided to quit while I was ahead and retire with my 500 average intact. Yeah, we won't do that again because that was a beginner's line. (laughs) I soon learned from my new friends that there's a whole world of axe throwing that I had no idea existed. World Championship was here when? It was in Barrington, Nova Scotia. Barrington, Nova Scotia. Last summer. Last summer. 2022, yeah, it was in Barrington. How many countries competed in this? On top of my head, I know there was Estonia, uh, Germany, England... And then there was some um, Scotland, if you want to split them in two. Sure. Canada, and I believe US as well. There might be a few more. That's just off the top of my head. And how did Canada do? That's a good question. Um, I'm not too sure. <laughs> I, didn't, well, I didn't attend the we, tournament myself. But on, on, on the women's side, however, uh, our, our very own Brie at the bar here actually did compete in the oh, Worlds. Yeah. And oh, she, wow. she did really good. Actually featured on TSN. Cool. I'll talk to Brie in a little bit. But first, I caught up with the owner of Timber Lounge, who wasn't there during my visit, later on Zoom. 
Hi, I'm Darren Hudson, owner of the Timber Lounge, seven-time world champion log roller, and here for your listening pleasure. Oh, you buried the league on the uh, log rolling thing. That's amazing. <laughs> well, oh yes. You compete at the Highland Games or something, or where, where's the log rolling? I compete at the uh, Lumberjack Sports World Championships that's been held since 1889, where lumberjacks meet to test their skills against one another. And log rolling is my discipline of choice where two people stand on a log trying to spin each other into the water for top of the log supremacy. Amazing. And I've won seven world titles. After I retired for lumberjack sports, Mm -hmm. I moved back to Nova Scotia from traveling Mostly North America, a little Europe and, and overseas as well. Is that where uh, you're originally from, from Nova Scotia? Born and yes. Raised? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My family had a sawmill since 1883. Wow. So it's uh, really in your blood. You have sawdust in your blood. Sawdust in my veins. You <laughs> bet you, Al. That wow. is definitely the case. That's amazing. So I come by it very honestly. My mm. whole family's been involved. My mom used to be a log roller. She'd compete in the, in the States in the 70s. Wow. Of course, my uncle, he was nine-time world champion. Of course. The, <laughs> <laughs> so as, as a kid, I'd grow up with the dreams of uh, mm. following in the family's footsteps. Okay, so, I mean, there's a little bit of your past there. Let's talk about how uh, Timber Lounge started. First of all, when did you open Timber Lounge? So 2012, I I initiated a lumberjack training camp Mm -hmm. in which we would do an experience-based visit. People could try log rolling, tree climbing, axe throwing, bow song, cross cut. Mm -hmm. And uh, axe throwing was the most accessible one. And it really caught on like wildfire. Then that turned into a kid's training camp where we uh, we were able to get the youth involved as well as do these corporate team building sessions that I basically developed my business model after a friend of mine in Denmark. He did a corporate team building for lumberjack sports outside of copenhagen Mm -hmm. and had some really great clients and i knew that was a great model venues started popping up around north america Mm -hmm. and uh, i was the first licensed indoor axe throwing facility in the world in 2016. basically it was a roof over our head so we could do all year round the thing that we love we were already doing axe throwing leagues we were doing our kids camps log rolling training Mm -hmm. all that stuff developing you know great friendships and sharing this lifestyle together and then the uh timber lounge started in halifax nova scotia in 2016 and it was really an incredible experience and one when people left the timber lounge they were on cloud nine And I know we were creating memories that resonated throughout the business community and the value was realized and reciprocated and uh, we've been enjoying it ever since. So that was in Halifax in 2016. Is that the location you're in now or did you change locations? Due to development, Mm -hmm. uh, the area was uh, now is a new high rise building. And uh, we're now in downtown Dartmouth, which is the hip and happening spot to be in the city right now with friends, New Scotland Brewery. They uh, have a brewery in the basement patio upstairs adjacent to us here where we are able to have a street side presence, bringing people in 
to our beautiful, compact, and manageable location here at 16 Portland Street in downtown Dartmouth. Way to get the, the address in there. All right, when do you yeah. uh, when do you open your uh, Moncton location? When it was time to expand, we looked at Moncton. We uh, set our sights on Moncton as soon as it was really practical for us. Mm-hmm. We started our build two years after we started our first location in Halifax. Moncton was actually open in 2019 on 19 Orange Lane on yep. January 19th mm-hmm. in downtown Moncton. We opened our doors. My name is Bree Stewart. I'm the manager here at the Moncton Timber Lounge. I've been with the business for almost three years now. Yeah. Why Um, Well, at the time, it just seemed like a really exciting, fun job. It was something new to Moncton and I think new to the bar scene as well, like a new idea. And yeah, it just sounded like a really fun gig and I got into it. I've heard from some of your patrons that you're competitive axe throwing. When did that start? Um, Well, I started out coaching here, so I wasn't quite bar managing yet. And I got really into the sport of axe throwing. And uh, when the opportunity came up this year, Nova Scotia actually hosted the World Championships. And uh, that was close enough to me. So when the opportunity came up, I said, well, I'm never going to be able to do this again. Like, this is a one-shot thing. So I went and I qualified and I practiced and I competed in the World Championships. I placed 12th in the world, which I was not expecting. I just kind of went for fun. I thought it would be a cool experience to meet people. And uh, yeah, I'm happy with where I placed. Are there any other excellent places nearby or is this the first Yeah, this is the first and only um, axe throwing bar that's doing what we're doing with the double bit axe throwing. We kind of have things set up on a competitive level as well, which is really interesting. There are some other hatchet bars around, uh, but nothing quite like what we're doing here. We do a little bit of everything, which is awesome. We've got a huge space here and we really wanted to use it. So um, we're kind of capitalizing on all of that. We've got a lot of merch and uh, local stuff for sale. Um, We've got a kitchen. We offer food. We have a bunch of local drinks here. We also have a great space for music. So we've got a, a music venue here and kind of a corporate venue as well. We do a lot of little conferences and, you know, whatever comes up. My name is Eddie Arsenault. I've been uh, working here pretty well since the Timber Lounge opened. I think I started working here about three weeks in. I first started here uh, part-time, but I've been here full-time close to two years now. Okay. Why Axe Throwing? Was it something you were doing before or did you just get into this place open? I just got into it when this place opened. Like I'd come here for a staff party with my previous job and I'd coincidentally seen just a couple of days uh, before uh, online that they were looking to hire some folks and it just happened that the owner Darren was in that night and uh, I told him I was going to apply for the job and yeah, I got the job. What was your previous job? My previous job, I uh, worked for uh, Maritime Broadcasting, radio uh, station company here in the Maritimes. I was doing the uh, morning show on 99.9 FM, uh, just Acadian country music. The morning show? Uh, The morning show, yeah. That's a big deal. Yeah. This looks like a fun job, but you were on the morning show. Yes, I was. So... Don't you miss that? Yeah, sort of, yeah. Sort of, yeah. But I was getting a little tired of sitting behind the computer all day, if you know what I mean. I like working with my hands. Plus, you didn't yeah. wake up that early. Well, that's part of the reason. <laughs> wow, that's interesting. Uh, 
Uh, when it first opened, everybody was uh, having a blast. Nowadays, uh, people, groups come in, and uh, some of them have been here seven, eight times. But right in the beginning, everybody was always a first-timer. So it was a little more of a challenge training some of the people in the beginning uh, because they had no uh, previous experience, and I didn't have as much experience coaching them. At that time... It was already known. Mm -hmm. The uh, Timber Lounge had a great presence. We were established for three years and we already had a lot of business traffic coming from Moncton. Moncton being an area that has a lot of Atlantic Canadian Mm -hmm. headquarters. So we would get a lot of team building opportunities coming from the headquarters, doing a conference in Dartmouth or Halifax, you know, so they would bring a business crew and meet up at the Timber Lounge. So when the opportunity arose to have a, a location in Moncton, mm-hmm. those companies would come in three to four times a year right. and do a conference at our location. So they were happy and we knew it would be a very sensible location being that Moncton is a hub for business. Mm-hmm. And those business team building companies were the ones that were sustaining our offering. Yeah. Yeah, and I got my first bullseye on my first shot. I mean, at a good instructor, but uh, I can see how it could get a, a pretty oh, addictive. Wow. <laughs> You're a very, very smooth operator. I'm sure you just slid that bullseye right in there, no problem. And no. you know what, Al? I'm sure your expectations were very low at being a humble guy, and those are the ones that excel. It's the quiet person at the office that you would not expect that has the exact same experience. They go in there. And that is the biggest reward, not only for the individual, but also for us. We love Mm -hmm. to see the potentials that people don't really know that they have deep Mm -hmm. within inside of themselves. And they bring that out. And it's just an exponential reward. It was very gratifying for everybody. That is the sustainability of axe throwing. It's incredible for us. This place just, it's very unique. There was a lot of love put into it. As you can see, looking around, like all of the paintings and little artifacts like those are Darren's uh, grandfather's snowshoes over there in the corner and lots of little things yeah so that's a local artist Linda McConnell and she did all of the murals in the building passing on the skills that I've accumulated through my you know lifetime career of lumberjack sports traveling the world learning from the best and uh, applying those tricks and my passion mostly to what I love the most you know and uh I love uh, building community, and this is my way of giving back. And uh, I've met some great people, and I want to build a place that I could safely say, come here and see what I have built with these incredible people that I am dying for you to meet. Up next... Darren has succeeded in turning his passion for lumberjack sports into a unique business with a great enthusiastic staff and loyal patrons. But axe throwing is a social activity. What happens when social activities aren't allowed? How will Timber Lounge survive? Stay tuned to find out. You're listening to Yes, We Are Open. Darren Hudson is a real-life, honest-to-goodness lumberjack. He's got the family history and credentials to prove it. So when it came time to open an axe throwing bar, he was the perfect person for the job, turning Timber Lounge into Atlantic Canada's premier axe throwing facility. We know Darren the Lumberjack knows axes, 
But can Darren, the business owner, navigate two years of pandemic and lockdowns? Let's find out. Can you think of any event or anything that's happened in your 11 years of business that have maybe threatened the business? Definitely the pandemic Mm -hmm. was the biggest nightmare I could ever imagined. Setting into something like what we offer, which is definitely a um, enjoyment, entertainment-based business. And a social social business, right? Like Social business. Yeah, Yeah, that too. Coming from a lumberjack sports and entertainment background, mm-hmm. as I venture into a new endeavor, I thought of like, what's the worst thing that could possibly happen? Yeah. And definitely the uh, pandemic was what was in my mind mm-hmm. as the worst possible thing that could happen. Yeah. I was a little bit worried. Like, of course, we were doing all the precautions at the time. What we were told was the right thing to do. So we were wiping everything down, uh, wearing masks and such. But after a while that uh, the rules just started getting stricter and stricter every week from the different phases until uh, one point we were in the red phase and we got a message on our uh, group chat on Facebook. Well, the bar is closing down. Uh, You're all officially laid off. We were seen, we had food um, and sitting so we couldn't have our doors open. We also were seen as a uh, recreational sport, so we couldn't have our doors open then. And every new uh, thing that came up, we qualified for because we kind of, we do a little bit of everything. So yeah, we had our doors shut for a long time or, or severe like restrictions. I believe in Moncton, the lockdowns happened for what, a couple of months? It was the same kind of in uh, Nova Scotia? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think actually worse in Nova Scotia. Yeah. During that time, was there anything you guys were doing to stay in the black or just had to kind of yeah. wait it out? So basically what we did is what we were allowed to do mm-hmm. and everything that we could yeah. imaginable. Really, we just try to think out of the box mm-hmm. within the parameters of that box, Mm -hmm. you know, so we were allowed to, um, you know, at one time do family circles. So we promoted family outings. During one of our closures, we were just running takeout out of the kitchen just to kind of get by. And uh, we were filling growlers of local beer just to get by and things like that. I think you could do uh, one person axe throwing tournaments while your growler was being filled. So people would pay (laughs) per person, one in the building at a time to come in and throw and have their growler filled. Their score was recorded. And then they entered an online tournament Mm -hmm. and we gave away prizes to the winner. That's amazing. That's That's where we were at. But but that's a nice creative solution, I guess, to keep things going. Yeah, that's great. I'm always a guy that like, I'm willing to think outside of the box. Mm -hmm. You know, if there's an avenue, I'm going to be excited. Okay. That's what we're doing. Okay, Mm -hmm. great. Let's do that. You know, I love a challenge, but I wouldn't ask for this challenge again. No. The biggest challenge and adversity that Mm -hmm. we've faced is definitely the inability to host bigger uh, group functions. And so we've seen those times we've had to roll with the punches. Mm Definitely where we excel is having um, big corporate functions and uh, being able to facilitate that in an orderly manner. Mm -hmm. When were you finally able to open for business again? 
Basically, once the social distancing mandates went down, we were good to go. And how'd that feel? Yeah. It felt really good. <laughs> yeah, it felt awesome because this is a very uh, community-oriented bar. Like I said, we have a league. We've got a lot of regulars. I mean, our whole thing is bringing in groups of people to come do something together. So it was great to have that community back. Yeah, when we um, were able to do anything to the degree of the capacity that we could uh, facilitate. Mm-hmm. We were just championing that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Things just really came together and uh, people were excited for sure. We didn't know like post pandemic how busy we could be, like the potential of the business because we didn't have a, a, an honest go at it yet. So now we're really seeing it picking up and, and taking off. I would say this past Christmas and early January, mm-hmm. it was stellar. Um, I would say it was interesting mm-hmm. because I know we were getting people that had a little bit of budget for team building mm-hmm. opportunities. They were actually spending that money because they had it, they right. hadn't used it, yeah. and they had to use it before March. Mm-hmm. So we had a lot of desperate calls coming through <laughs> saying, oh, it's coming into our year end and mm-hmm. we have this money. Yeah. And uh, so I was definitely thankful for that. Mm-hmm. And I was happy to see people getting out because they deserve to be out mm-hmm. with their company. What we provided was exactly what they needed to do. Perfect. And that's to get together with friends and celebrate a lasting memory and experience. We started out with a really small core group of people and uh, now we've got too many people uh, signed up. We can't even accept all of the memberships, um, which is amazing um, to be able to go through the pandemic and then come out even bigger on the other side. Yeah, so we have started out with maybe 15 people in our league and now there's like 45, 50 people. Yeah. When we were crawling, they were there at our door. We were running and then we were walking, then we were crawling on our bellies. And we made it through because of the people that believed in us and stood by us. And that's the part that was so incredible. And that's the part that I'll never forget. And that will stand the test of time right there. The thing that Moneris did for us is be there when we most needed it. So it's one of those things that if it works, it's probably going to be the unsung hero. But if it doesn't, you know, you're going to notice it right away. So it's being there for us when it's Saturday night at 730 and the staff is maxed out and we're trying to keep up and things go right without a hitch. Don't you worry. We, right. we notice and uh, we appreciate that. Coming up after the break, we found out what the future holds for Timber Lounge. Success in business doesn't come without moments of struggle. Moments when you had to face your challenges head on. As the proud partner of Canadian business, Moneris plays a critical role in empowering businesses with the payment processing tools they need to succeed. Together, we are building stronger businesses where business owners everywhere can stand up to their challenges without slowing down. Moneris, proud partner of Canadian business. Welcome back to Yes, We Are Open. Darren and his staff at Timber Lounge have had a rough go of the past couple of years trying to keep their new Moncton location afloat during the pandemic. 
Luckily, they were up to the task, and now that things have opened up, they're busier than ever. So what does the future hold for Timber Lounge? Let's find out. Uh, you guys survived, basically, what you said is probably your darkest hour so far, and uh, you're on the other end of it now, hopefully. you know, Let's talk about the future of Timber Lounge. What are your hopes for the future of Timber Lounge? I just opened a new location seven months ago, and things are right where they should be right now, and things are falling into place. And as a guy who's never satisfied, I don't want to just clock in, clock out. I want to develop something new, interesting, exciting. Any plans for expansion, maybe in other cities? I don't know that I will. Mm -hmm. I am into perfection. Okay. And I like what we have. I can see small startups and small clubs and small grassroots operations that I can help facilitate. Mm-hmm. I'm into that, right. you know, growing the family that way, but cookie cutter operations as a franchise, you're not interested don't in that. excite me no. as much as the things that I want to bring out that sure. I have in my back burner. That's great. I think the future looks really good for Timber Lounge. I think I'm happy and surprised with how well we're doing post-pandemic. I think our league is growing. Like you mentioned, we're turning people away. I think the future will be more business, more employees, more hours. Yeah, I see a lot for a future. I think I think with a space this big, there's a lot of potential. And now we're able to really dive into that. And I'd love to see this space as a, like a music venue and, and a bunch of things. I think it's just going to go up because the sport of uh, double bit axe throwing just seems to be getting more and more popular. I find every uh, time somebody comes again, they seem to be having more fun. They seem to be a bit more serious about it. And people are always asking uh, questions about the the actual rules of the real sport compared to the amateur version of uh, what we do here. But yeah, I think it's only got up to go. For me, I'm a passion driven individual Mm -hmm. and I definitely want to continue on what we've built so far, the uh, community and where we can go with that community Mm -hmm. and how we can keep it exciting. So I love what we've done. I think we're just getting started. Obviously the team building potential is incredible Mm -hmm. and I think that can be leveraged more. I think there's more that we can do. My future here, what would I like it to be? Well, I like working here. Uh, I live pretty well day by day. So yeah, the future is uh, yet to be known. Uh, and what about the competition? Do you see yourself ever going back to the tennis? Maybe. The World Championships next time are in the UK. It's a little bit further to go, but if I'm ever in the position to go, I think I'd like to. Competing is, is a really good time, and I had a great experience the first time. So I won't say no if the opportunity comes up. I do miss competing yeah. and being a part of that world. So what I did from my professional lumberjack sports career is substituted with entrepreneurial ventures. Right. My goal is now is to succeed in this new challenge that we set out for ourselves. The timing was perfect for me, mm-hmm. and I'm glad I had something to sink my teeth into. Thank you very much for your time today, Darren. Cheers. It reminded me of when I was on Letterman that time, and Dave goes, yeah, "Wait, wait a minute, you were you were on Letterman?" <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was on Letterman there for a part of a promotion with ESPN. Oh, really? Yeah. When, when you were like a world champ and stuff? Yeah, I was right in there. Oh, you're you're being spot. way too modest. These are the kind of stories we want on the podcast. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's amazing. Right on, right on. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I was on David Letterman. Amazing. I was actually a stunt double for uh, Cheaper by the Dozen Two's production, starring Steve Martin yeah. and Eugene Levy as they went uh, head to head in a log rolling competition. I was basically just Steve Martin's feet. feet right. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's amazing. I'm glad I caught that. Darren, is Timber Lounge open? Yeah, wir sind geöffnet. <laughs> yes, we're open. Thank you so much, Darren. That's the story of Timber Lounge. It's interesting to see what new activities capture the attention of the masses. I remember the first time I heard about an axe-throwing facility opening near me. I didn't get it. I mean... I understood the concept, just not the appeal. I've had friends threaten to take me axe throwing and I've humored them, saying maybe one day, with little to no intention to actually follow through. But I get it now. Having only done it twice, I understand the attraction. It's the satisfaction of hitting that target, knowing that anyone can do it at least once by accident. I'm proof of that. And then with the right technique, repetition, and consistency, anyone can be good at it consistently. Restrictions have been lifted, and after a long two years of working remotely, many companies are looking now more than ever for different ways to get their employees together in person for some team bonding and building. Timber Lounge is perfectly positioned to offer their solution, and demand is high for their solution. So I'd say Darren and his team are in for a very bright future indeed. As far as my axe-throwing career is concerned, I may have been a bit premature in announcing my retirement. I might give it another shot, or throw, or whatever you call it, if not just to hear that satisfying thump on the target one more time. Yes, We Are Open is a Moneris podcast production. I'd like to thank Louie, Matt, Bree, Eddie, and Darren for taking the time to share their story with me. You can learn more about Timber Lounge at timberlounge.ca. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at timberloungemoncton, and on Twitter, they're at timberloungeaxe. For more information about this podcast, visit our site, yeswearepenpodcast.com. If you'd like to support us, please write us a review on Apple Podcasts or rate us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. If you're a Canadian small business owner or know of one with an interesting story of perseverance to tell, I'd love to help tell it. You can contact me at podcast at Tune in next week for another story of small business struggle and survival on the Yes We Are Open podcast. I'm Al Grego. Thank you for listening. Thank you.